There's the famous joke about the guy that goes to the rabbi and says, Rabbi, I'll give you any amount of money in the world. You just have to make me a Kohen. And the rabbi says, why do you want to so badly be a Kohen? And the guy says, because my father was a Kohen, my grandfather was a Kohen, I also want to be a Kohen. I didn't mean like a, like a laugh out loud type of joke, but obviously that's a joke because we know that kahuna, that being a Kohen, and a Kohen of course is translated as a priest, because a Kohen would be the one that in the temple, in the base of Migdash, would be allowed to do the Aveda Sakorbanas, the sacrificial order, to bring the sacrifices on the altar in the temple. We know that in the base of Migdash, the Kohanim, only a Kohen is allowed to bring sacrifices in the temple. And we know that Kahuna, that that privilege is passed down patrilineally, through the father, from Aaron Kohen, from Moshe's brother Aaron, who is the first Kohen, all Kohanim have to be patrilineal descent from the father, son after son, straight from Aaron Kohen, which is obviously why it's a joke. You don't have to buy it, and you can't buy it. It has to come from the father. But you know, it wasn't always like that. It wasn't always like that. It didn't always, the sacrificial order did not always belong to the tribe of Levi. The tribe of Levi, who then, his great-grandson was Aaron, a Kohen, etc. It didn't, the sacrificial order, being able to do the Aved in the base of Megdash, used to be a privilege that belonged to the Bechorais, to the Bechor, to the firstborn. Way before there was such a thing of Kedushas Kahuna, the holiness of the tribe of the Kohanim, there was Kedushas Bechor, the holiness of the firstborn. And what's fascinating about the holiness, the Kedusha of the Bechor, is that that is dependent on the mother, not on the father. Now, of course, even though halachically there is such a thing as a firstborn, a Bechor for a father, a firstborn a boy that's a, that's a firstborn for his father inherits Bukhor Lanachala. Gets Pishnaim, gets double. There is a, such a thing, financial, family, Mishpachisim, Beisavisim. There are familial ties, of course, that depend on the father, which is why throughout the whole world, until about, I don't know, about 50 years ago, family last names, the surname would go after the father. So there is obviously a concept of the patriarchy within Judaism, historically, and all other religions, and the whole world. Like I said, 50 years after the 60s, women's don't have full equality even today. So that's definitely true that there is such a thing as a firstborn for the father, etc. But when it comes to serving in the temple in the Beis HaMikdash, the holiness of serving in the Beis HaMikdash, so the Torah says, Kadesh li kol bechor, sanctify for me every firstborn, every firstborn has sanctity. Peter kol rechem Israel. Any one of the children of Israel that opens a womb. Peter means the one that opens a womb. Which means that a, only a baby that is a vaginal birth. It can't be a C-section. It has to be a vaginal natural birth. Peter that opens the womb. The firstborn male that opens the womb naturally has Kedushas Bechor. And until the sin of the golden calf, the only ones that were allowed to bring sacrifices in the temple were those that had Kedushas Bechor. As indeed the Torah says, Kadesh li kol that every firstborn has a special sanctity. 
but really not all firstborns, because that sanctity could only come to them from the mother. From the mother. And those firstborns that were Peterechem were the ones that were doing the service in the temple until the sin of the golden calf. Until the sin of the golden calf. Then it went to the Kohanim. Then it went to the Kohanim. But what's amazing that I found in honor of yesterday's Pidina Ben that I made for my son Shalom Dovber, I found something fascinating that there are Rishonim, the Chinuch, the Marit Al-Ghazi, that say that when the Torah says Kadeshli Kol Bechor, even though there are those that say that the sanctity of the firstborn when it was given over to the Kohanes, to the Kahuna, they lost that sanctity. Which is why you could do a Pidyan Haben. You could redeem a firstborn because they no longer have that Kedusha. But I found that the Marit Al-Ghazi and, and the Chinuch say that Kadesh Bukhor, that the firstborn that's born to a mother, that maternally a firstborn that's born to a mother naturally still has Kedusha even Bismanazeh, even today, some of these Rishonim, the Marit Al-Ghazi and Chinuch say. What's this holiness? So I found that the Arachaim Akadish, the Holy Arachaim, says that when Mashiach comes, the Bukharis will again be the ones doing the service in the temple, not the Kohanim. It's going to go back to the firstborns again. And I saw that Reb Chaim Brisker, Reb Chaim Brisker said, Chas Rishalem, he argued and he said, not Shaykh. Reb Chaim Brisker was adamant, impossible to say that Mashiach comes, then the, that the sacrifice will be brought by the firstborn and not the Kohanim anymore. Impossible. But all the Rebbeim of Chabad all say like the Orachayim, that when Mashiach comes, the Bechayrus, the firstborns, will bring the service in the temple again. The Lubavitch Rebbe of our generation explains that it's only in the second Kufa after Tchias Mesim, the resurrection of the dead. In the beginning, when Mashiach first comes, the Kohanim will do the service. It's only in a later era. But the bottom line is that Hasidus says like the Orachayim, that the service of God being patrilineal descent through the male, the Kohanim that goes to the Father is only now in exile. But when Mashiach comes, the ones that are going to be really holy is going to come from the mother. Those that are Petarechem, they're going to be the Bechayrus, the firstborns that were born from a mother. Naturally, Petarechem that opened the womb, they're going to be the ones that do the service in the temple. And the Chabad Mamorim will explain you know why that is. So it's connected to the very beginning of time. The sun and the moon, we know that the sun and the moon were originally the same size. But the moon was lessened. The, the moon went through its symptom. The moon was made much smaller and now waxes and wanes and it receives its light from the sun. But Isaiah already teaches us that when Mashiach comes, the moon is going to be even brighter, seven times brighter than the sun. And the sun and the moon correspond to the masculine and feminine energy, which of course doesn't just mean men and women, although historically it has played itself out in that way. But like Carl Jung said, in psychologically and Kabbalah Havdil says the same thing, that all of us have an anima and an animus, we all have masculine and feminine energies. And basically the difference is that the masculine energy is the energy of doing, the energy of revealing, of accomplishing, of conquering, of making things happening, of rectifying the world the energy of shining and revealing and being loud and making things happen. And the ones that could bring the sacrifices at this time are the, the masculine energy type of people, the plitkoyanisha chesed of love, of, of energy, of excitement, etc. 
But the feminine energy is an energy of being, of being, of complete and total self-affirmation and being content with oneself in oneself, not needing anything, just being as is. And Ashes Chayil Ateris Bala, when Mashiach comes, the woman of valor will be the crown of her husband. The feminine energy will be higher than the masculine energy. The future is feminine. Chassidus teaches, when Mashiach comes, the service in the temple is going to be dependent on matrilineal descent, because when Mashiach comes, what's going to be felt, the secret of the moon is that only in Chitzonius, externally in exile, does one get close to God by accomplishing and doing. The secret of the Bechor, of the one that opens the womb, is to know. Kaddish Likol Bechor, Hashem says, Li Hu. The firstborn, the secret of the matrilineal firstborn is to know what Hashem essentially says, the secret of Mashiach. Like the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya in chapter 33, that the ultimate way of getting close to God is rejoicing in the fact that Hashem is all that exists.